Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode 133, which is a song by David Guetta. I'm Trey, joined promptly by everyone tonight, Tucker, Dylan, and Cam. How are we doing, gentlemen? Living the dream. All right, let's get right into winners and losers. Instant loser off the bat, Cam Abderholden. John Daly's still living. Knew it was going to happen. How do you end up doing at the tournament? Do we know? He didn't make the cut. That's why I said Friday, too. And also, didn't say he was going to die. Didn't want him to die. Yes, you You said he was having a heart attack. No, I said he was going to collapse on the course. No, 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 no. Because I listened to the episode this morning. You said he's going to have a heart attack on the course. This is it for him. And I was like, wow, we're just rooting for people's deaths. And then you were like, okay, no, I'm going to change it to collapse. And then you were like, you yeah. know what? No, I'm going to change. I'm going to stick with the heart attack. You're 100. I. Because I, I wrote col- Collapse on the sheet, and then I listened to it, and then I realized you said heart attack, death. Okay. Well, if he was going to collapse, it was probably going to be because of a heart attack. But he didn't. Glad he's okay. Yep. So, uh, instant loser for Cam. Uh, any other winners and losers that we know of? Juan Soto turned down a big deal. Might be traded. Yankees are in talks. So, did somebody give that take, or was that... Uh-huh. That was mine. I had Juan Soto go out who's going to be traded to the Yankees. Um, I think I said by the deadline. I don't know if you put a time date yeah. time on it, but yeah, no. I mean, it could happen, 100%. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a national for much longer. Um, anybody else? Uh, loser me, I didn't vote on the poll. And I wouldn't have voted for myself. I would have voted for Tucker, which would have helped him out, but... Can't really go I think we should just call it a toss-up. Yeah, toss. well, unfortunately, nope. you know, so, I did send the link in the chat, so there was... I'd like to make a complaint. Yeah. I just find it funny that Trey now makes a four-hour pulse, middle of the day, what? everyone's at work, It was, and Trey throws up the poll then, so that Trey can get it on his account, that is Burner, is Felger and Maz fanboy Burner account. And all the other accounts. And then when there's only 10 votes on the poll, oh, what do you know? Trey has three of them because he voted three times for himself. And wow, Trey wins it again. I think I think there's a little bit of corruption. That's, and that's why Trey has one 24-hour post. It was a post at 10.07 a.m. The post was at 10.07. So, so 11 hours at work. Yeah, everybody's at work. You, nobody's nobody takes out their phone during the day. Nobody goes to the I'm bathroom. I'm just saying, there's a lot of people that aren't scrolling Twitter while at work. I just think uh, the 24-hour polls allowed more people to see it, and now you can win by just using your four Twitter accounts. I I post them the day of the episode because that's when I remember to do them. And a lot of times, our episodes aren't right, load, so uploaded until the day before we record. All right, here here's my here's my thing. One. I agree, Tucker, we should have longer polls. The, the episode was up yesterday. Uh, we could put the poll up either yesterday or first thing this morning. I did do it first hours. thing this morning. As soon as I got okay. to work right. and right. got settled. And then in. my second thing backing you up is I did go to Twitter. I did see the text. I went to go look at it. And at work, I had no service. I was like, I'll just do it later. And it didn't work. But I think we should end the polls at night. I usually do. I usually do. I ended, I ended it. I... Recently been ending it around 8, 8.30 because I don't know when we're going to start. Sometimes we start early, sometimes we start later. 
I don't want to say a trade, but it might be a Mickey Mouse championship this year. I mean, you guys have the Twitter login. You're more than welcome to go back through the episodes, listen to the takes, write them down, and tweet them out. You're more than welcome. I, I'm just saying Mickey Mouse championship. Anyways, I won the poll. That's my 12th of the season. I have a steady four-point lead on Cam. Um, Tucker and Dylan still sitting at about four each, uh, not helping themselves with their movie watching this, this summer. But, uh, yeah, so um, but we're getting towards football season, so that won't, that won't be a problem anymore. Um, yeah, so uh, I continue to grow my lead, and I have no qualms about the way that I do it. I've done it the same way since we started this show. Wow, Trey has no qualms in the system that he wins. Huh. You did not complain year one when you won. There was no complaints out of you when you It was 24 hours year one. That was back when a championship meant something. I don't remember it was 24 hours because I was the one who tweeted him out. Um, it was always 24 hours. I don't think so. Uh, oh, it yeah. It was. We counted them late. We Then we had to count them late. We had to count them the next day. Like, yeah. I, I just – I posted – But they I, were real. My – Typical like if schedule. The, if this NBA season were like, you know what? Each game's just going to be one quarter. The whole four quarter thing's too long. My typical schedule for Wednesdays or Thursdays, depending on when we record, is to walk to work, listen to the episodes, write them down as I'm walking. As soon as I get into work and finish, you know, whatever I need to finish first thing when I get there, I tweet them out. All right. Moving on. Ways it takes. Um, I've got a ways to take that I was thinking about. Um, I was thinking about wide receivers this week. I watched, uh, some Randy Moss stuff. Um, I watched some other stuff. Um, I just think about wide receivers and I was thinking about this upcoming season for wide receivers and, oh, we're really spurring this on with Madden ratings. So the wide receiver was, was the first position that Madden dropped and, uh, 99 overall Devonte Adams. Um, so as we all know, Devontae Adams traded to the Raiders this offseason uh, for a slew of picks. I don't quite remember what they were, but I was just thinking about the Raiders. And I was wondering if you guys could name the two last, like, top 10, well-known, great receivers um, that the Raiders traded for. If you could name the last three. So I gave you one, Adams. Yeah, I was just going to say Devontae Adams. I have no idea what the other ones are. She cut out. Huh? Didn't they trade up to get Henry Ruggs? Yeah, yeah, but he was never a great receiver. I mean, like the one they traded for. An established top elite receiver that they traded for. The last three. I'm going to say I don't know this, and I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to be wrong, but I feel like Terrell Owens would fit the mold. He was not, but I asked somebody else's question, Michael, and they, they Mike, had the answer. Michael? Michael Crabtree. Not an elite receiver. Uh, they trade. No, oh, I, oh, he had to be good when they, he was on the team. When they traded for an elite receiver, it's, is what I'm asking. I can just give uh, it to Tim you. Tim Brown. Nope. Jerry Rice. You guys are, no, no, but closer. Um, it's Randy wait, Moss wait, wait, wait. in 06. And one recently that I can't believe you guys aren't, aren't thinking of. Nelson Aguilar? Nope. Elite, elite top five wide receiver in the league at the, the time. Did Michael Thomas go there? Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. Stupid. The last Stupid. three top elite, like better than everyone else receivers, like top of the receiver at the time, Randy Moss, Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams. Randy Moss went there. I think he played there for a year. He was terrible. 
Um, I don't have the stats in front of me. He had drop problems. He had attitude problems. He did not want to be there. Obviously, he you know had a resurgence in his career when he got traded out of there to New England. Antonio Brown. We all know what happened. Frozen feet, helmet issues, uh, recording conversation with John Gruden, cut, cut for crawling Mike Mayock a cracker and trying to beat his ass. So now we get to Devontae Adams, who has been nothing but great um, since he came to the league, been an elite wide receiver. Devontae Adams will not be a top 10 receiver in the league until he leaves the Raiders. The Raiders ruin elite wide receivers. They can't handle them. Plus, they're in Vegas now, which is another factor. I mean, this team was a dumpster fire last year with all their murders and and attacks on people and drinking and driving and everything. Um, But you just look at – there's history here. You look at the last two guys. Randy Moss got there, sucked. He was great before. Antonio Brown got there, didn't even play. Was great before. So, uh, Devontae Adams – it's probably going to be more of the Randy Moss situation where he just gets there and the environment is so toxic and makes him play poorly rather than him losing his absolute mind like Antonio Brown. But he will not be a top 10 wide receiver in this league until he is off the Raiders. That's the take. Um, so what's his contract? How many years? He signed an extension when he got there. Um, let me look it up. I know he signed a he signed a massive deal uh, when he got there, like it, one one hundred forty one million uh, over five years. So if he's there for five years, you're saying okay? He won't uh, be. I, I mean, if he sucks when he gets there, it's not gonna go. It's not gonna progress well. He'll be there for two yeah. years at most. No, I get, it. I get it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good take actually. Um, Sounds surprising. He's still kind of great. I I think he still will be. Um, it could be like a D Hop situation where he was really good the first year and then last year wasn't top ten. But I think if he does stay there, let's see, in like three years, I mean, at some point he's gonna gonna be top ten. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to disagree, but I like to take because he's hyped up very much, and I could see it happening. Um, Hunter Renfro had a really good year last year, and maybe Derek Carr is gonna be keen, and Darren Waller. So there's other options out there, unlike the Packers, where it was pretty much just him and then a couple of like mediocre guys. Um, so I like it. It's great. Tucker. Um. I don't like this as much due to the fact that I think there's a huge difference between the personality of Devontae Adams and what he's been and the personality of Randy Moss and Antonio Brown. They didn't go to the Raiders and had problems. Uh, Like, these guys were guys with personality issues their entire careers that then went to the rate that the Raiders then pick. I think Devontae Adams has had zero personality issues his entire career. I feel like he's a much mellower kind of guy. I'm not, I just haven't heard anything about him like that kind of style. Um, and I think him and Derek Carr will work well together because people forget. I mean, the one thing that he actually did a very good job with. Derek Hart did a great job with Antonio Brown in terms of, like, they were kind of friends. 
I mean, the uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. Randy Moss was definitely a character. He was still a producer, you know, uh, what, what in in the Vikings. He was a character, but he was like he produced. So like the same thing with Antonio Brown. He was a character. Yeah, but he I helped, just think he, personality issues work differently that way. Like I think those guys didn't go there and have personality issues. They always had it. And Antonio Brown didn't always have it forward with the new set with the new team. But I don't think like anyone was shocked when and like when Antonio Brown was crazy, people were like, oh, yeah, Antonio Brown's a crazy person. He wasn't originally crazy. Yes, he was crazy in his last couple of years with the Steelers. But originally he was actually pretty normal. Um, and that was what some of the videos I was watching this this week that made me make this take. But there's yeah, there's definitely something to be said. He's got probably the best temperament of any of the. Them, but wide receivers are always divas. Who knows? Maybe he's just been shut up by the Green Bay, you know, coaching staff and Aaron Rodgers all these years. Dylan? But also, like, Derek Carr and Antonio Brown were friends. So I feel like Derek Carr does a good job developing those relationships. Like, didn't help him. I don't know. Like, because he had a bunch of problems with the team, but it, I don't think it was. Like, I don't know. I think Derek Carr does well with receivers, especially. I think he'll do well with them. It didn't help Antonio Brown's situation at all. I don't think he was necessarily friends with him. I think he was just kind to him. No, because if you he watched, because um, they were on Hard Knocks. I watched it. Yes, he was not. He was kind to him because they were teammates. Like I don't necessarily mean they an were able. staying at each other. Like Antonio Brown was staying at his house. Yeah, but that I mean, does that mean anything? Like I don't see. The, I, I don't see something. the argument here. That did not help. Antonio Brown still went berserk and left the team. Didn't Antonio uh, Brown stay at Brady's house? Yeah. Oh yeah. Many times. Um, Dylan, what do you think? Devontae Adams gonna gonna have a mental breakdown or it's just suck? I'd say the track record doesn't look good for him. No. That that that's one thing I'll agree with you, Trey. Um, but like Tucker said, I think there's a lot of the mental aspect. Um also, uh, Cam, I think Cam's right as well. Um so I I'm not I'm gonna disagree. Uh, but I do like the take. I think um, if it's going to happen to a guy on a team, it would be the Raiders. Uh, they, yeah, the nobody the Raiders. Raiders aren't great. It's just their franchise in general had a rough patch the past. Um, what? What do we want to say? Fifteen years. Yeah. So, yeah. The thing is, is that they seem to be on the up, right? So. Um, I mean, they had a huge free agency. They signed everybody. They got Chandler maybe Jones. Turn, yeah, maybe they're turning a new leaf, right? So it's a different atmosphere, too. Uh, so I'm going to disagree, but I like to take it like where you're coming from. All right. All right. Uh, who's next? I'll go. I'll go next. Wants to go. Either one of you. Cam, you can go. Okay, okay it was me. Um, yeah, so sticking to the NFL, um, talking trade talks here. Um, we might touch on Jimmy G later, but this is not a Jimmy G take. Um, I'm talking the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the Rams, obviously, won last year. Um, and I think they're going to be striving for, you know, another victory this year. 
another championship. So they need to strengthen their backfield. Um, I think the obvious choice here is a man out of a team who is kind of whole team seems to be kind of jumping ship a little bit. And I'm going to the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to say Kareem Hunt is going to be traded to Rams to fortify their backfield. Um, also, he's expendable on the Browns because Browns already have uh, Nick Chubb and uh, Dernis Johnson, and they just drafted a rookie in the fifth round, which may not mean much of something, but you never know. Um, he also has one more year in his contract this year, so I feel like that would be a good trade for both sides. Um, I'm sure this is already all over news of people thinking that this is going to happen, but I was just going through some teams today uh, and saw that, so there's the take. Well, Dill, I'll say I love the take. I have not heard any Kareem Hunt trade whispers, so I, I, th- I think it's a good take, and the research you put into it, first thing I thought was, I thought Kareem Hunt signed somewhere else. And then I and then I was like, no, he's still there. And I was like, oh, well, he must have just re-signed there. And I was like, oh, no, he's in the midst of a contract. So learned a lot from you there. But I actually like this take. Um, I think the Browns, you know, they dealt a lot of picks away for, for Deshaun. And um, they're, you know, we're look, the whispers right now are eight games for, for Watson. And they have an extremely tough division. I don't know what their schedule pans out so to. So is that one-third of a suspension for every girl he raped? Yeah, exactly. One-third of one game for every rape. He should get a, <laughs> he should get a year. He's getting... The I mean, NFL if, rule, if you rape someone, you get one-third of one game suspension. <laughs> he, um, yeah, but it, anyways, like it's they're in a tough division. It's going to be hard for them to get it going after eight games if they start poorly. I mean, they don't have Baker now, so who's their quarterback going to be? You know, Josh um, Rosen just signed that. Just signed Josh. Yeah, so there you go. They'll probably go. They'll probably go two and six at best, and then it's going to be an uphill climb to the playoffs. So you might as well unload some talent that you don't necessarily need. Yes, it's good to have that two-headed backfield, but at the same time, running backs an overrated position. They have. Arguably the best running back in the league in Chubb. Um, I think it's a great idea, Dill, for them to get rid of him. Um, in terms of trading to L.A., I don't know what kind of return they could get. I don't know what their pick situation looks like. I know they've dealt a ton of them around. Um, maybe pick up a player, a good young player, that they could you know, help help re- rebuild the team because they're not going to have the ability to you know, really have first-round draft picks unless they make these trades. Um, so maybe try to get a young player that can you can treat as if you know he's your new draft pick. Uh, but I like it though. I really like this take actually. I'm going to agree with you. I think uh, they should deal him. Um, I don't necessarily say to the Rams. I think that would obviously be good for them to have an elite, uh, not elite, but a good running back like him uh, on top of Acres. Um, yeah, I like it. Uh, Cam. Cameroon, you're with us. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I'm here. I agree with Trey. I like this take. Um, I think, yeah, this is interesting. I like how you come up with your takes because you always have some sort of background information, and I can't really disagree with them because they make a lot of sense. Now, going to the Rams, I don't agree with. 
Um, I think Cam Akers is their guy. They're not trying to spend any more money or get rid of any more picks because they already did that and it, it turned out well for them. So I think they're just going to stick with what they have. But I think that Kareem Hunt is an asset and he, he scores a lot. He's one of the best second backs in the league. So I don't know a team specifically uh, that I would say he would go to, but the, the Browns do need help if Watson is suspended for a couple of games or, I, I mean, that franchise and what they have going on right now is just kind of a dumpster fire, and I can't imagine that it's going to work out too well for him this season. So I, I think that getting rid of him, um, they could get some value out of it just because he's been consistent the past few years and a team that might need a, a back. I don't know, Falcons, maybe somebody like that, although they need a quarterback still. Um, I, I like this a lot. I, I 100% agree. Kareem Hunt, gone. Tucker? Um, I agree with it. I like it. Um, they definitely should deal something. I don't know how much they get for him just because I don't, I'm not trading anything for running back. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, they definitely need to offload some stuff, especially with the season that they're probably going to have this year. They kind of have to realize they're going to have an offseason. I mean, right now is the right time to deal him. He's not too close to the end of his contract, so I'm in. No, but this is his last year. Oh, He's got one year left. I mean, that's the prime trade time. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I just looked up the cap space for the Rams is – 10 mil. Doesn't matter. And and Hunt's cap space isn't real. Is 6.3, so it fits in the cap. I just don't know what they trade. I don't know what their picks are over the next few years. They might have a couple. I mean, he his value is not going to be high. At most, it's going to be a second rounder. I wouldn't even say that high. Probably a third, a couple thirds, maybe a third and a six or something like that. But, I mean, yeah, it they'll all every now and again, you come up with these football takes that just make way too much sense, and I don't know how you do it because you a lot of times don't know what's going on in the football world. But this is like a more nuanced take than I think any of us have given about football in the past six months. So, well done. Um, well, speaking of nuanced football takes, this flows right into my take. Perfect. I have a football take. Um, you know... Recently, the whole Tom Brady is basically he's going to live forever. He's never going to retire. He's going to play till he's 75. Um, our grandkids will still be watching Tom Brady play football. And I've officially decided Tom Brady is falling off a cliff this season. Max Kellerman, 10 years later, is going to finally have his moment. I think this is the year Tom Brady finally falls from grace. I don't know. I just don't see... I don't see that dog in him anymore. He's got the Brady brand. He's got all this other stuff. He's got 20 different things going on. I don't hear enough about the football. I, I think this is the year Tom Brady is over the hill. I'm going to say it now because it's a hot take. And honestly, it might be take of the year material when it happens. I will agree with you that if it, if it happens, it will be take of the year material. Um, it's not going to happen. Um, several reasons. Um, yes, I do think that he is starting to think about life after football more than ever. I mean, obviously he had the fake retirement, which was just stupid. Um, but clearly, yeah, that he's starting to think about, you know, that drive might be diminishing. 
I'll tell you why it's not going to happen. Because his his competitive drive, even if it's diminished, is still so much more than everybody else's. Um, and there's a couple. I was thinking about this this week too, Tucker. Um, I think they are winning the Super Bowl this year. I made a take about this um, months ago. Um, first off, it's an even year. Um, Tom Brady wins Super Bowls every even year. He's been doing it for eight years now. 2014, 2016, 2018, 2020. It's 2022. It's time to win a Super Bowl for Tom Brady. He is going to win the Super Bowl, unfortunately. Um, second off, I don't know if you guys saw it this week, but um, J-Lo got married to Ben Affleck, uh, Boston guy. Every time, every year she's gotten married, which is six times, Tom Brady has won a Super Bowl. So, Yeah, but this is her second, first time getting married to the same person. So I think it's a reverse jinx until it's end. I mean, that's fair, but... Was was Ben Affleck his... Were they married? I don't know. I think they just dated. I don't think they were ever married. I'll have to do some research She's on been that. Married but, six times. Yeah, no. Talk about um, talk about a serial spouse. Um, let me see here. So her spouses are, um, oh boy, this article's too long to go quickly. Um, Mark Anthony, um, Chris Judd. Not so. I have. I have something. Oh, Johnny Noah and A Rod. Yeah. So I. I don't know. It just seems to me like all signs point to this being Tom Brady's year. I think if he wins it, he will be done. I think this will be his last ride. I think he wants to win one and walk away. I. I've said. I said this ten years ago. I said I don't see him retiring unless he wins a Super Bowl. I can't see him doing it. He's too much of a competitor. Once he, when he wins the next one, makes it a nice, clean, even eight, he'll walk away, um, which will be this year. They're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, Dylan. So I have a stat oh. for you, though. Okay, go ahead. Um, J-Lo and Ben Affleck got engaged for the first time in 2002. 2002 was when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl. Now, in 2022 or 2023, in this football season, they are getting married. I think Tom Brady's career starts and ends. It's a good one. With J-Lo and Ben Affleck. That should have been the take. <laughs> um, Dylan, what do you think? Um, we got our own Cliff Kellerman now. Well, they got, did they get engaged? They got officially married, right? I said you're Cliff Kellerman. Oh, okay. They got I think they got married. There, it says yeah, married. This isn't like Las Vegas, like the table yeah, type deal. One of those celebrity shotgun um, weddings. Yeah. So, I mean, I like the I like the take, Tuck, uh, but mostly because of Trey's input. Um, uh, see, the thing with me and Brady is that we keep saying he's going to take a downhill turn. No one's been saying that anymore. I'm not, not we. I mean, we is in society. <laughs> no, but I mean, society's over with it now. Society has given up on it, and everyone in society has just decided that Tom Brady will never lose. Well, he'll come out and, like, in week three and throw, like, two picks, and they'll be beat by, like, 21, and everyone will be like, oh, it's over, and then he'll just 
turn it on and win every single game. Always when people were counting them out, and he felt the need to get that dog in show everybody up. But like you said, Taylor's is kind of turned. People have stopped being like, "Oh, we actually were wrong. This guy can go on forever." And I think that's when he might throw a little curveball and actually do the retirement when people aren't expecting. Um, uh, to Trey's point, though, I don't know if he would go out on a win. I think every time he wins. He gets the itch to do it again. Yeah, that should have been every win so far. <laughs> like the last four wins he would have gone out on if he was just waiting for a win. I think he wants to like get severely injured on the field to where he can't play again. Like, no, because that would hurt his brand. That would destroy his brand. He has to die in battle. <laughs> he has to have an honorable death. He'll go to Valhalla and yeah. be part of the football legends. He gets... You know, paralyzed from the head down. So I would agree with you, Dylan, that it doesn't necessarily matter that he gets a win. But now, after he retired for two months, I see it more than ever. Like, he just wants to go out and win one more without Bruce Arians annoying him. And and just he, and then after that, he's going to be like, okay, it's time to time to go. Like, I'm, I'm 45. Like, it is time to go. He's he always did, said... I mean, he said... He said so many years ago that he's going to play till 50. He said, no, no, no. He said 40, and then he started in, in his later years with the Patriots saying 45. And 45 has been the I number. thought he said 50. No, he never said 50. He's never right. been, he said well, 45 is the, the highest number he said. More recently, he's just said, till I suck. But he did say 45. Which? Which could happen this year. But it's it's going to be this year. It's not going to because he's just so handsome and good at everything. Bye-bye, uh, Brady. Cam. Well, he can't, he can't, sorry, he can't, do, he can't go over the hill and win at the same time. Exactly. Right? So, and he doesn't want to so, go, yeah, he doesn't want to go out on So, Trey, what's, what side are you on? Me? Yeah. He's going to win the Super Bowl this year and retire at the top of his game. Okay, so you're agreeing but not agreeing. I'm agreeing that no, he's he will No, he's hard do. disagreeing. I'm hard disagreeing that he's going to ever suck. Okay. Tuck did, okay, Tuck didn't say he was going to retire. He, he, he just said he was going to suck. Okay. Yeah. Okay, he's not going to hit the cliff. He's going to win and not retire. That's that's my prediction. All right, Cam. Yeah, I disagree wholeheartedly. Um, I'm pretty sure Tom Brady listens to the podcast at this point. Um, I hope he doesn't, because I've said such mean yeah. things about no, him, and I don't mean those. Does. And he's, you're just beating his his. Uh, Motivation. I don't know what. Doesn't he matter. Want. He doesn't have a dog anymore. Yeah, he does. He just gave it to him. Um, <laughs> he's gonna have a great year. I'm not worried about it. Like Trey said, he's gonna start off rough again, and it's gonna be. Well, he's got a new head coach, right? Wait, head no. head coach in quotations. Yeah. Head coach. Yeah. He's got so, a defensive coordinator like and himself. Yeah, it's kind of like when he first went there. He. <laughs> Kind of struggled at the beginning, kind of dealing with a, a new guy, and then he just took over. I think it's going to be even quicker this time because they already know that he's he's the boss. So I'd say they probably go thirteen and four and win the Super Bowl because he said that. He probably has a team of people that just like can can eavesdrop on his name every time it's said. They hear it and they go listen to the media and then give him like a short one pager on everybody who talked shit on him to get him pissed off. 
I uh, hope I'm on that list. That'd be electric. I hope I'm not. And I've said, I know I've, said, I've besmirched him a lot. And I do really want him to quit because I'm sick of it. But Tucker has robbed me into a lot of things that I never really met. So, um, <laughs> Cam, your take, please. My take is baseball related. Um, I think we can probably move into this next, but it's home run derby all star game type. I uh, watched the home run derby. I didn't watch the all star game, to be honest. Same here. Um, I really wish Albert Pujols won. Would have been funny. But the new rule that in the all star game, if it goes into extra innings, it's a home run derby. Um, I think that is electric. I love it. And I think it was just brought on way too soon. Um, but now that it's kind of in play and everybody knows about it, I'm guaranteeing that next year it's going to go into extra innings. They're going to have a home run derby. And I'll go as far to say that it's, it's going to be on purpose. They're going to rig the game at the end. The players are because nobody actually cares who wins the all-star game. It's all just fun. They got people mic'd up. They're having some laughs. And next year, they're all going to want to do home run derby. Um, and let's say it's like five to one, bottom of the ninth. They're letting up four runs just so they can do the home run derby, guaranteed. Um, no, no. If I'm a pitcher in the All Star game, I feel like I'm. Then they're like, "Hey, man, you gotta give up four runs in the All Star game." I kind of not want to do that. Yeah, so I kind of agree with Tucker or Cam. Yes, I think it's a great idea. Shout out to the Suns, the collegiate, uh, the Futures Baseball League, or whatever the hell they call Future Collegiate Baseball League. They've been doing this since 2016 when I worked there. It was the first year. Uh, if it go, it goes. They go one inning, and then after that, they go home run derby to decide the winner. Um, I think it's electric. It's a great way to decide games. Maybe not at the professional level, but I've said this a million times. The baseball all-star game is the only all-star game where effort is given. I think these guys are competitors. I think they want to be the guy on the major stage, um, and especially against the best talent. I think baseball players are more psycho than most athletes. Um, and I think there's too much competitor in these guys to want to do that. Um, Dylan? Um, Cam, so you think they're going to throw through the game and go to the All-Star or go to the uh, Home Run Derby? I'm yes, I'll answer for him. Yes. That's what he That's what he said. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to throw it, but I could very, very much see the game playing out that way. Um, I think it's a cool idea. Um, I don't think they should do that um, for like actual games. Um, what I always thought would be funny is if they did like reverse roles, where pitchers played the field for like an inning and then the uh, hitters pitch for an inning. Dude, maybe don't even make an all-star game. Just like call it like another like there's a home run derby, there's also game, and then they play the three-inning reverse roll game. I think that would be fun. Um, yeah, no, I um, I think when it happens, it will be special. I don't think it's gonna happen on purpose. With all these rule changes, I'm just waiting for them to give a catcher a gun. Like I'm just waiting. Like this is a rule yeah. change I've had. For- 
Ten no years now. I'm just waiting. Um, all right. Cam, do you have anything else you want to respond to? Anything? Or do we want to just jump in? <laughs> no, not really. We'll see in a year. All right. We'll see. Um, so let's jump into the All-Star festivities. Home Run Derby. Um, Julio Rodriguez, the 21-year-old rookie from Seattle, wins it in convincing fashion. Um, he was the first guy to go. He hit 32 in the first round, and I knew. I was like, this guy's going to win it. I think everybody knew that, um, especially when the rest of the guys came out and hit 16 or less like that. Uh, a couple of them hit 20, um, but he Rodriguez hit 30. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying Rodriguez. Like, everybody else did not come close to his numbers, um, but – it was a good derby. I liked it. I mean, I was rooting for Schwarber and Pujols. I know only one of them could come out of that matchup, but obviously you want Pujols to win because he's the legend of the game. Schwarber, Red Sox legend, Kyle from Waltham, Schwarber, um, wanted him to do well. Um, they did mess up the count on um, Schwarber. It should have been a t- swing off between him and Pujols, um, but it's whatever. I'm fine with Pujols w- winning there, but Julio put on a friggin' show, and that kid, it was pretty effortless from what I saw. Like dude was just swinging. He wasn't like, he was a skinny kid. He wasn't throwing his body into it a ton. He was just, he just had a pretty swing and he knew how to lift BP home runs. Now, does that make him a great baseball player? No, but I'm, you know, if you can do that, you're pretty talented, especially with that stamina. That's the most incredible thing to me about this whole thing. Not how far they hit him, you know, but how they can just do it 30 in what was it? Four minutes. That's insane. That's got to take a lot out of you. But um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I didn't like the broadcast. I thought the broadcasting was terrible. I don't know who they were. They were calling home runs when they weren't home runs. They were calling not home runs, home runs. They were messing up names. They were messing up everything. It was a little scuffed for me. I I didn't love it Um, from the broadcast team. They need to clear that up a little bit. But, um, yeah, I thought it was always entertaining. Yeah, it was terrible. The color commentary was terrible. Yeah. They were both calling. They were like, okay, he's got 16. And on the ESPN counter, it's like 24. (laughs) It's like, dude, I know it's hard to keep up, but don't they have like a feed to the ESPN broadcast that they can look up and see the scoreboard? Like that has to be done differently. Um, Say it a million times. I'll say it again. This is the best all-star event there is. So you can't beat it. You can't beat it with the slam dunk contest and how boring that's become. You can't beat it with anything else. Skills competitions, Pro Bowl catch shows that suck, uh, dodgeball. It's the home run derby. It will never be touched. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Dill, what do you think? Yeah, I, I only caught the second half. I didn't catch the first half. Uh, I didn't see Julio's um, like crazy 32 or 31 home run round, whatever it was. Um, but like you said, Trey, uh, you did like his simple stroke, you know, he was just beating it out to left field. He did not hit, like, one home run, even to the center field, let alone the other way. Um, but, you know, the thing that always comes down to the home run derby, and we say it every year, it's the pitcher. It's the it's the pitcher beating it to the right spot. And what kept Pete Alonso in um, the derby the two years prior, you know, he won last year and the year before um, was this BP pitcher, that old guy, just kept beating it in the same exact spot every single time and he was just 
blitzing it. It was like high in the zone. And that guy didn't perform uh, for Alonzo this year. Um, and the broadcast guy said that he hadn't pitched to Alonzo in a year. Usually he's his, that old guy is his like BP pitcher that he has throw to him all the time, but he like didn't do it this past year. So it was like the first time that he had thrown to him. And that's probably what threw him off. Um, Rodriguez's pitcher just threw it in the same spot every single time. And you know, that that's basically the reason why you win these competitions, especially when it's time dependent is if you have that BP pitcher that just puts it in the, puts in the right spot consistently. I wonder what the cut is that they give to these guys when they win the million. I wonder how much they give to the pitcher. You got to give them at least a solid, sizable cut if you perform. Yeah, especially because those guys don't make nearly as much. What's What's crazy about Julio is that he makes a league minimum. Yeah, two hundred fifty. Yeah, he made more from that than he made this season. That he's going to make this entire year in four years. No, he makes seven hundred k this year. He made seven hundred fifty thousand from coming in second. So he, I mean, he that's maybe that's part of it. If you have a little bit more motivation, you you want to perform. Uh, Tucker, did you watch it? I watched a replay of the entire thing with every home run. What'd you think? Um, and what I have to say is, I missed the ten outs. Yeah, I mean, I like that's that's my biggest thing is I like the ten out system way more. I do it, it, it just because of all the mess ups that the broadcasters made because of this. Like, and I and you didn't get to even watch the home runs. Like, there was like a four hundred eighty five footer that I didn't even see. Yeah, I, I didn't even see it happen. Like, because they were already showing the next hit. Like, there was multiple balls in the air at once, which they're supposed to wait till the ball lands for the next one to throw. But of course, they're not going to in a timed event. Like, of course, you're going to try and throw them as quickly as possible. This, yeah, I think, I think the, I, I mean, I, I don't mind the new format at all. I haven't ever had a problem with it. Um, I do, I did like the old one too. It just wasn't as fun to watch. I felt like. Yeah, and um, I think it's because ten out, the ten out more caters to baseball fans and people who love baseball. Whereas this, this caters to more everybody. Like it's more fast paced. You know, you can tweet out something like nobody hit, nobody was really hitting 30 home runs in off 10 outs. Like back in the day, like now you have the bigger numbers and the shinier. So I, I get, I don't, I don't have a problem with the format, but I get where you're coming from. I, I like the 10 outs too. I think I like the format more, honestly. Um, I don't know. I just didn't think it was as pleasing to I watch. I think it brings the stamina factor in way more. It definitely does. It's more impressive, I think. But in terms of, like, its watchability, it just, you know, like, if, I don't know. It just felt like it wasn't as um, watchable this year. Maybe it was just this year, but with the announcer being shit. But um, it didn't feel nearly as watchable as years past where you kind of got to see all that kind of stuff, where you got to, like, see every home run, and then, you know, there was, like, time in between. But that, that's kind of why I like this format, is that guy pitches it, guy hits an absolute rope, you see it for a little bit, and then, oh, my God, they're throwing another one, and it's just, oh, my God, he hit that one, too. It's just constant. It's more exciting. Um, honestly, 
I kind of get bored in the home run derby. I kind of always have. And the 10 outs rule just kind of drags on. That's crazy being a bit that you watch baseball, but the home run derby is not fast enough pace for you. Because it's not real baseball. It's just... But, I mean, baseball's just such a slow-paced game, and it's like, oh, like, I have to wait between pitches to watch him throw hit home runs. I need him to hit a home run every two seconds instead of five. I just think it's more entertaining. Cameron, what'd you think? So I watched the home run derby a little bit. I was at Trivia. It was just kind of in the background, so I watched what I could. Um, I think I... I don't really have an opinion actually on the rules. Ten outs or uh, this version where it's more fast paced. Um, I think I agree with Dylan more. I I like it where it's it's timed and it's a little bit a little bit faster, whereas you can just take your time and build up the stamina. And I like hitting home runs, or I like seeing home runs. Don't get me wrong, and they'll hit more in that group. But I don't know. I I think. It's uh, it's it's more fun to just kind of watch it back to back to back to back and see what they can do. Plus, in the ten outs, sometimes it takes a while to get into your, you know, into your groove. And if it takes ten outs to get there, then you're kind of folded. The biggest part of the home run derby that I love is I'm pretty sure somebody caught a ball in the outfield and threw it back in and nailed somebody in the head. We talk about it every year. Best part of the home run derby is all the kids out there. Somebody's getting hurt. A kid got wheeled off from Pete Alonzo last year. Yeah, that's the best part for sure. Um, Also, I didn't watch it. You know, my take on what's going to happen next year. Um, I can't believe they actually let those kids do that. That was balls are coming in at like 120 miles an hour, and there's like six year olds out there. I wanted to do that so bad when I was a kid. That was like I want to do this so bad. Um, make a wish. <laughs> so we let's move on to the actual All Star Game. Cam said didn't really watch it. I didn't watch it either. I did watch highlights. From what I saw, I really like the presentation this year. Um, Cam, it's a shame you didn't watch. Your boy won the MVP, John Carlo, with one of the just sweetest swings I've ever seen. Just no, like he didn't even use his hips. It was just all arms, and he just just flicked it out. Absolute bomb to put the AL up. Um, didn't hear anything about the Red Sox performed. Didn't seem like they did much. Xander had a nice, uh, assist, I think on a double play I saw, but, um, overall I thought the presentation was really good. They had the ump cam, which I don't know why they don't have it for every single MLB game. It'd be too much fun, too cool to see. Um, they had the mic'd up pitchers, which I love. Pitchers just straight up talking through their pitches. Like, they're like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to go back to our side of here. And, and he's like, catcher doesn't have it. Catcher doesn't have it. Okay. He's got me. So it was just cool to see that interaction between the pitcher and the catcher and to know what that's like. I mean, I was never a pitcher outside of, you know, like minor little leagues. Um, And in high school, the signs aren't that complicated. But to see him like so quickly relay that and do like pitch. I don't know if they were using pitch com during this, but um, I don't know. I just thought the presentation was really cool. And uh, I think the all-star game is still interesting. Um, If you're especially if you're a baseball fan, I still think it's something worth paying attention to. Uh, Dylan, what did you think of the product? Um, I didn't really watch much of any of it because I had my own game. Um, so, there's that. Um, but, oh wait, what day was it on? Monday. Tuesday? Monday? 
Yeah, I was sorry. I was traveling. Um, I was in the car. Um, so yeah, didn't watch it. But um, I did see some highlights, and they were like showing the ump cam. The ump cam is great. We need we need more ump cam. I agree, hundred percent. We, like I want ump cam. I want catcher's helmet cam. I want all the cam. Put me close to the action. Put a camera on the end of the bat. Put one in the ball. I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, ball okay. cam will be kind of electric. Might affect uh, exit velocity. Um, Tucker um, but Oh, go ahead. Sorry, but um, the AL winning is good to see. I haven't seen that in a while. Nine straight years um, they've won, though. That was a joke. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but uh, um, you know, good for the NL for you know being there. Uh, the one thing I will say is I like the hats this year. It was just everybody's logo with a little star. I like the hats. I kind of miss the old days when they had like AL NL jerseys, not just their team jerseys. I kind of miss having I, the AL. NL. I like the team jerseys. I like, but they like make all the teams look similar enough. That's, you know. A couple of years they haven't. When they first started doing it, it was just like their straight up uniform with like a different hat. But yeah, no, I, I kind of miss the old cheesy ALNL uniforms. Uh, Tucker. Like 2002. Yeah, exactly. Tucker, did you watch the All Star game? Did you watch highlights? Any thoughts on it? Seems. Um, sorry, could you repeat that? Did, any thoughts on the All Star game? No, I did not watch the All Star game at all. I'm not going to lie. All right. Let's move on to Madden ratings. Madden ratings are coming out this week. Um, this is always a big deal for some reason. I don't really know why. I, a lot of players take a lot of pride, I guess, in their Madden ratings. You always see the videos of rookies rating themselves, and they're like, I'm a 94. It's like, no, you're a 72, because you haven't played a down of football, and that's generous. Um, but it's kind of, you know, a contentious thing. People arguing. People are mad that TJ Watt's only like a 96, and Miles Garrett's a 99, even though TJ Watt had better stats in every category except for assisted tackles with two less games. Um, from the Patriots' perspective, their highest-rated player right now is Hunter Henry. Or no, Devin McCourty at like an 86, I think. Um, so their roster's not going to be very good in Madden. It doesn't matter. I mean, these Madden ratings, yes, they're based on last season, but anything can change. I mean... I was playing Madden the other day, and Jamar Chase was in his, like, you know, 10th year, and he was, like, still an 83. So, like, they don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, so just any thoughts you have on Madden ratings? I know Cam brought up um, Jamar. He brought up Trayvon Diggs being rated in the low 80s, which I think is appropriate. Um, Tucker, any Madden thoughts? Um, yeah, who gives a shit? Trey, you are saying this, that, like, who cares about it? But you are also complaining that the Patriots aren't good enough because no one's ranked high enough in Madden for about hours. Like, for hours on end, you are, like, talking about every single player on the Patriots rating and how are we supposed to win when our best player is an 82 I mean in the receiver. game. I mean in how, the game. How our best player on our team is an 87 on Madden? How are we ever going to win a Super Bowl with this team? And like, and then you're like, yeah, I don't get why it's such a big deal. You were the one acting like it's a huge deal. Because I play a lot of Madden, and it's not going to be fun to play with them until I literally ship everybody off the team and bring in different players. But you're right. I, I shouldn't be complaining because it's stupid and it ultimately doesn't matter. Uh, Dylan, any Madden thoughts? 
Yeah, the the fact that players care about this is like the reason why I like I I don't know. That irks me. As a player, this should mean we shouldn't have you shouldn't comment on any of this. You should have no idea what the heck is going on in a video game if you focus on playing the sport. So I don't know, that kind of every every year it happens where some players are just way too into it. It's just like you need to take a backseat. Don't get me wrong though. If I ever was in a video game, you better believe I'm buying like a hundred of the copies of that thing. <laughs> I think that's the reason why. I mean and then for some reason, it's not like this in any other sport. Madden is so big within the NFL community. Probably because it's the only one. Um, I don't know. Um, Cameron, do you have any thoughts on the Madden ratings? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you guys. I don't know why everyone kind of makes it such a big deal, or at least the players. And honestly, on Twitter, too, if you go to the comments, people are freaking out. Yeah, like his awareness should be this much higher, and I don't know. It's just pretty stupid. Um, for the most part, what I've seen, I haven't had too many complaints, to be honest. Um, Miles Garrett at a ninety-nine, maybe maybe too high. I messaged you guys today about uh, Trevon Diggs at an eighty-four. I really thought Madden was just going to make him insane, um, but I think that's pretty accurate. He gives up the deep ball a lot. He's a ball hawk, though. Got to give him credit there. So I think 84 is, is a pretty good rating for him. Other than that, yeah, I don't know. People read into it too much. Uh, all right, let's stay on the NFL. Some big news today. Um, Kyler Murray gets a big extension. Um, and the other big news is Jimmy Garoppolo now has the permission to seek a trade. So I'm just going to hit on both of these things quickly. Kyler Murray, I mean, he's he's good, right? Like he is, he does things that not a lot of other quarterbacks can do in terms of his movement in the, you know, in the backfield, in the pocket, and his ability to run. Um, I think he hasn't won anything yet. He's not won a playoff game, and they're paying him this much money. Um, you know, he seemed a little malcontent last year. That's probably why they paid him this much money. Um, but it just seems to me like might be a little premature to be shelling out this much for an undersized quarterback who really hasn't proved himself. Like, he is a solid quarterback. He's better than probably most of the quarterbacks playing right now. But he still hasn't, to me, shown the ability to really be an elite quarterback. And I think a lot of it is sizest of me, just how small he really is. It, But at the end of the day, like... They've been better with him than without him. So I understand it. In terms of Garoppolo, I, I've said a million times, this is a bad move by the 49ers. They are going to regret this because all Jimmy does is win. Cam said today, top 10 all time in winning percentage. That's the most important stat there is. Um, I thought Super Bowls were the only I was literally stat. just about to say, outside of Super Bowl rings, that's the most important stat there is. Um, you can't make it to the Super Bowl if you don't win in the regular season. Um no clutch gene on the guy. I'll be honest with you. No clutch gene. Still a good quarterback. Um, I don't really know where he's going to go. I mean, I don't think he's going to go to Houston because they don't need um, – They're. I think they're happy with Mills and they don't want to mess up any sort of development he has. Yes, he probably has a lower ceiling than a lot of guys, but 
probably not that much lower than Jimmy G's. Um, I think Seattle Cam, which you brought up, is a good landing spot for Jimmy. I think that'd be a perfect spot for him to go um, on kind of a prove it, you know, a prove it deal. Uh, I just don't know if they'd be willing to eat up that salary because he does have a huge contract. Uh, Tucker, your thoughts on Murray and Garoppolo? Uh, my thoughts on Murray is that he's not that great. I, I mean, I think he's great for the first half of the regular season. He's one of the best QBs in the league. But the guy's never been in a playoff game? I think they were in one. They lost it. All right. Well, regardless, never won a playoff game. I don't know if – what's he, like the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL now? Like, And I get that's like the going rate for a good quarterback now is you had to pay him like top five in the NFL every single time. But – I mean, he hasn't done anything to prove that he's, like, great. He's proven that he's above average. But I think they're going through the same problem that the Ravens are going through with Lamar Jackson. And they don't really know what to do. And Lamar Jackson at least won MVP. You know, I I just I don't see Kyler Murray as this elite player that he, I feel like, is making himself or that they're paying him to be. I haven't seen it yet, at least. Maybe he'll be that guy in the future, but he hasn't been that guy yet. Garoppolo? Garoppolo? Um, I don't know why this trade didn't happen. Like, if they did this six months ago, there probably would have been, or three months ago, there probably would have been off people that wanted to sign him. Like, the Panthers need a quarterback. There was plenty of teams that traded for QBs, but now... <laughs> it feels like everyone that doesn't have a quarterback content. You know, if they didn't trade for a QB, they probably didn't want one in the first place, it feels like. So I'm not really sure why they would wait till now and then say it, because I feel like you lost all your trade value because anyone that was looking for a quarterback got one. You know, I could have seen him on the Colts. I could have seen him a couple of places, but instead he's coming in way too late to the game. I think that the 49ers just Trey Lance. I agree. I That's 100% the reason. I think they dragged their feet on Trey Lance, and eventually either Lynch or the owner said, listen, we draft, we spent a lot of capital to get this kid. Yeah, we traded three first-round picks and drafted him third overall. We have to we have to do something with him. Yeah, exactly. We got to we gotta prove it now that we knew what we were doing because Mac Jones was sitting there, and he's looking really good. And Justin Fields, for that matter, was sitting there. Who knows what he's going to be. And they're, you know, Mac Jones is looking great. Justin Fields is in a worse situation, but, you know, he could have something. And this guy's, you know, he's, he's not, from what I've heard, he's not looked great so far at camp. Worried about the arm strength. Um, Cameron, Murray, and Garoppolo, your thoughts on both situations? Um, yeah, Murray, I, I kind of get it, honestly. I agree that I don't think he's... I don't think he's a Super Bowl contender. Um, but at the end of the day, he's your first-round pick, and he's been better than pretty much every quarterback that you had in the past however many years. Kurt Warner, I guess, went to the Super Bowl that one year. Um, Carson Palmer was decent. But he's showing that he can hang with the top guys. He's your number one pick. If he's asking to get paid, you don't really have a choice. You can't really start over and just count on getting another top quarterback. I mean, the market, the trade market, if they didn't sign them, maybe they go after Buffalo. 
but the trade market is down. Um, counting on yourself losing to get a high draft pick to get it again. I, I understand why they paid him. They had to do it. He played it really well. His agent played it really well, deleting the Instagram picks. Um, that's what you got to do, unfortunately, in this day and age. These young guys just want to get paid for the most part. Um, so I get it, but I also don't think that he's elite. Uh, as far as Jimmy, I mean, I don't really know what's going to happen with him. If he goes somewhere, I cannot see him being a backup. So the only thing I can think of is, one, the Seahawks, but it'd have to be a really good deal. He's too expensive to be a backup, though. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. that team, there's only two teams I can think of, maybe three in the league, that need a starter, and that would be the Seahawks, one, and that's in the divisions. That's going to be tough, but I think they are willing to kind of get rid of him at all costs, so I think they would do it. Um, the Falcons, who have Mariota, and then they just drafted uh, Ritter. Um, I don't know if they would be willing to take a risk on him. If they, I, I think they jumped the gun on Mariota. I don't think Mariota is necessarily starting quarterback material. Um, so I could see that. And then the Texans was the last one. What about the Titans? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think Tannehill is pretty locked in. I think he's very similar no, to Tannehill, though. I, I agree with you, Trey. That's what I was just going to say. I don't think Tannehill's locked in at all, especially after last year. Um, but at the same time, I think they're pretty similar. Um, so I don't know. The Texans maybe, but if they like Davis Mills, which I don't really understand why they would. He played decent. But, yeah, I would say Seahawks or Texans. Seahawks probably. I think Falcons is probably number one fan of that group. Really? Yeah. I haven't read anything about it either, so. I think they got Mariota for cheap, and the plan is just tank. And if they can, I don't know. Um, Dylan, your thoughts on both situations? You're muted. Chalk up one for now. Classic Dylan, am I right, guys? I'm good for one. Um. First off for Tyler, uh, the more we've done this show, and the more I've been an in-depth sports analyzer over the past two and a half years, 133 episodes of which um, I spilled my expertise into this podcast. Absolutely. Um, I, I more and more understand, it seems, the business side of these acquisitions. When you think about the salaries that these guys make now, you have to understand, and like in the deals that they make, over what was this, 440 million or something like that? Um, it's, it's all about return on investment. And the team is, not bad. They're, you know, a lot for better than half of the league, probably more consistently top 10, maybe ish, eh, over more. But they're going to get their money back. 
on signing this guy, right? And who else are you going to sign? You're going to just be a dud of a team and not have a starter. Like he, the owners have to think that, you know, we're going to make money off signing this guy, but we're going to do it. And, you know, obviously as a fan, you think about your team winning and doing the best you can to win. And it may seem like it's too much money for a guy who's not as good as the best guys in the league. Like Tyler's probably a B-list, top B-list player, but they're going to make their money back for sure. Are they, though? Like, it's just a lot yeah, of the mentality. You're throwing around, like, just fanboy money. You're throwing around, like, and I don't know, that's a Super Bowl money. Like, that's money you need to, like, perform. You need to make the playoffs consistently to make that money back. And he hasn't no, proved no, he can no. do that yet. I understand. Like, jersey sales doesn't make you $240 million. I understand what you're saying, Dill, but the thing that I think about is where else could this money be going in terms of player acquisition? Like, you could be paying, instead of all this money going to a quarterback who is good, but maybe not championship level, could be given out to players who are going to make you championship level. You know, that's especially you're, you're with paying, the salary cap. The, you're paying for the star. Nobody cares about the. D lineman who's really really good. I care if they I, help win a Super Bowl. Yeah, you do. But I'm saying, I think that's how most good. fans feel. I don't think so. Maybe not I owners, but fans. Uh, so, Garoppolo. For, yeah, as for Jimmy, uh, I think Cam's right. I think Seahawks are a good, uh, good team, but in the division is tough. You know. It's amazing to me that San Francisco has been trying to ship him out for like two and a half, three years now. I think this is going on the third season of them saying stuff like this. He just goes out there and play, wins, top 10, winning percentage. And, you know, it's kind of sad for him in his career is that he's kind of being treated like this. I think it's kind of, I can't think of another quarterback that something like this has happened to for this long. Not but I don't think they win because of them. They win despite them. Like I never watch a game. And I was like, I don't. Wow, I don't want to get into this this argument that we've had a million I'm times not, on the show. Saying, like you're like wins or wins. It doesn't matter if they're any good at football. Like I, I, I just don't buy that. They lose that. There's great QBs on bad teams, and there's bad QBs on great teams. That happens. Like it's a it's a team sport. It's not a one man team. All I'm all I'm saying is that he's been just basically belittled by his organization for three years. And I can't think of another guy that's done that like, like for this long and also has performed well enough. Um, he hasn't performed well enough though. He, like he's, they don't win the without team, him. They don't the win team without wins, him. But they win despite him. They don't win without him. So I think wherever he goes, um, I think he'll, be in a better spot than he is now, just in terms of the atmosphere around him. So, I, I mean, I hope him all the best wherever he goes. Um, Me too. What's Denver's situation? Russell Wilson. Really good quarterback. Yeah. Right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cam, did you have something? What else? Yeah, I didn't even really think of this, but when's the, like, deadline? Week eight. So... November? I'd say he'd be a good guy when, like, someone gets injured. You throw in Jimmy G. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, 
this is, is probably a long shot, but the Giants, obviously this is Daniel Jones' last hurrah. I said this last year. Uh, I think if Danny gets either injured or just doesn't play well, we could try to make something happen. The only thing is we don't have money. Um, so we declined Daniel Jones' fifth year, so we could probably trade him away. I just don't really know what else we have. But, I mean, we have a whole new staff. And the previous staff was all in on Daniel Jones for the past three years, which was stupid. And Joe Judge is the team's coordinator at heart, and I don't know why we signed him. And now he's a QB coach, so that's good. Well, besides the point, um, it seems like our new staff has a little bit of brains. So I could see, if we can make it work financially, I could see something happening for the deadline uh, of the Giants making an offer. I, too, feel bad for Jimmy G, Dylan, because when he came into the league, Belichick has never talked about a player like he talked about Jimmy G. He loved Jimmy G so much. He doesn't even like Mac as much as he liked Jimmy G. Um, so we should have we should have got rid of Brady when we had the chance, maybe. Um, all right, let's move on to list, guys. You heard it on last week's episode. Cam gave me carte blanche. He said, this week's your week. You know, you do whatever you want this week after we did vegetables last week, which was just a humdinger of a list, guys. Um, get your textbooks out. We're doing U.S. presidents. I wanted to do this one for a month now, and we're doing it. So stack up your five guys. Um, it can. I will say this: nobody in the 21st century can be nominated. We'll keep. We'll keep uh, politics in the last uh, 20 Wait, years. Out George of it. W. Bush. Yeah. I mean, um, no. No, you can't do George W. Bush. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, you can give him an honorable mention, but we want to keep politics in the past 20 years out of it. Um, so anybody pre-2000, you can list, uh, including Slick Willie Clinton. Um, all right, I'll give you my honorable mention and my number five. Honorable mention is Teddy Roosevelt. Um, Teddy Roosevelt gets my honorable mention for one reason. When he was campaigning for president, he was shot. Before the speech, his speech was so long that the paper stopped the bullet and only wounded him a little bit. He then stopped the angry crowd from killing the man, got up, and delivered his speech. Um, I forget what exactly he said. He had one badass line. Um, But, I mean, that is the type of uh, grit you want to see in the uh, most powerful man in the world. Um, So, my number five is going to be... um, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson, obviously, founding father, third president of the United States, uh, second vice president of the United States, wrote the Declaration of Independence. Um, The slave thing, it's tough, but that's the way it was back then, so you can't really hold it too much against these guys. Um, They were, you know, that's the way of the times. Very bad. He did advocate for some sort of right for slaves to, to eventually fade out slavery. I don't think he wanted it to happen too, too much. But uh, founded, you know, University of Virginia. Uh, biggest part of his administration was Louisiana Purchase. Uh, bought a lot of land for our country for not that much money, um, even back then. It's something like $15 million, which back then, yes, ton of money. Not as much as you'd think, though. Um, so Tom Jefferson gets my number five spot. Who wants to go next? 
Uh, I'll go. I'll go with Thomas Jefferson. Seemed like a cool guy. Uh, he was pretty cool in Hamilton. Um, but yeah, uh, Thomas Jefferson, number three. Number five. That's about all I got. All right. Who's next? Don't be shy. Somebody's got to go. Who's a fun list, guys? Yeah. Is Dylan even here? I don't know if he's here. I'm here. Somebody I, give me. I didn't know this was the list. I'm yeah, go ahead, Dylan. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, Pick them however uh, you want. Pick funny names. Pick wartime presidents. Pick. Uh, um, number five. Based on a haircut, based on picture, based on attractiveness. Number five for me. Gonna go. Oh boy. Tucker, I appreciate you rolling uh, with the punches, alright? I'll just say that right now. No problem. Not prepared, but go ready to go. <laughs> not prepared. Did not write anything down. Probably going with George H.W. Bush. OG Bush. <laughs> uh, Reagan Bush. Uh, big, big war on drugs guy. That's all I got on that, on him. Uh, this Wait, is you're pro war, war on drugs? No war politics. No politics. What do you mean, no politics? No politics. How? What am I supposed to like him about? What are you supposed to like about the He presidents? was originally from Massachusetts, George H.W. Bush, I believe. CIA guy. CIA guy was in Dallas when Kenny was killed. Maybe he did it. Maybe he did Probably. it. Probably. Uh, most importantly, though, is the video of him in uh, Minute Maid Park holding up the baseball. Yes, very good. <laughs> Just baseball only. <laughs> Have you seen that video, Tucker? It's pretty funny. It's, it's the greatest, no. uh, greatest video yet. I saw George H.W. Bush lying in state in Washington, D.C. It's pretty cool. Bumped into Cole George Cole W. Powell. Bush also after 9-11 uh, the first pitch is a legendary. Yes, definitely. Best best first best first pitch of all time. Cam, number five. Trey, you're not going to like my number five. I'm going with JFK. Um, now, the reason he's a little bit, well, he's very renowned because he was a handsome guy. Uh, kind of bitch. younger, great public speaker. Um, but he, he didn't serve a full term. So oh my God. I, I can't really give him the, the full the credit spot that he made. Didn't do that served. much. Um, I think he served like two and a half, three years. And when he was there, um, everybody kind of loved him, except for obviously Lee. But uh, he was kind of a, he kind of brought a new look to the presidency, in my opinion. The, the younger, handsome, um, kind of model for the presidency. And he ended up winning. And while he was there, I think he was, uh, he was, he was very big equal rights, civil rights guy, especially during that time, which I love that. Um, he would have been higher, unfortunately, his, uh, disqualified. Assassination, yeah, his assassination. Disqualification. Kept, kept him at five. Okay. Is that a too soon? I don't know. Um, I wasn't uh, making fun of it. It's a serious <laughs> thing I do. It's fair point, Cam. 
Uh, my number four, going from one of the shorter term presidents, is going to be FDR, the longest serving president. Um, FDR obviously was president in probably the most. Didn't he marry his cousin? Yes. Distant cousin. That's weird. Um, well, he's number four for a reason. Um, no, he was obviously president during probably the most crucial time in our nation's history, dealing with the Great Depression when he first got in. New Deal got us out of it. Um, and then, of course, leading our country through World War II. Um, he gets number four because there are some things about the New Deal that weren't great. Um, he also uh, wasn't too kind to, uh, you know, some people during his presidency, like uh, in terms of helping out people of certain ethnicities in Europe when they were being persecuted. He didn't want the U.S. skin to the war, which I understand. But at the same time, our greatest allies were under threat. Um, but he did respond and he responded well and he did. He maintained that image of a strong leader despite um, being in a wheelchair. Um, so I think he is a great president. I think he's one of our greatest presidents. I think that uh, we need obviously needed a great leader in that time in history. And he stepped up to the plate, died in office, didn't get to see the total end of the war. Truman took care of that with the bombs. But um, I think without, without a strong leader in that situation, maybe it goes differently and we're all doing something else right now uh but he gets my number four tucker uh number four i'm gonna throw in ulysses s grant i like that pick tucker uh great general really really good general um talk about a winner yeah i, I like winners you're talking about winners that's ulysses s grant through and through number four ulysses also Plus, cool name Ulysses is an awesome name. U.S. I mean, U.S. Grant. I mean, how can you beat that? Um, U.S. Grant, rampant alcoholic, um, but still Doesn't did the matter. job. He's a general. He Holy also shit. he also was they a good people that man killed. Outside of his obviously whipping the traitors, um, he also was a pretty good president too. Tuck. So I like that pick a lot. What do you do? I don't know off the top of my head. I think um, after Reconstruction kind of went south, he did a lot to mend the ties. And um, I think there was some stuff for civil rights too, early civil rights that he did as well. I'd have to look more into it, but I know for a fact that he was not a bad president. Um, just a big, big drinker, huge drinker. Um, but a big winner as well. Big winner. Uh, Dylan, number four. Uh, number four, I'm going to follow with you, Trey, FDR. Um, only man to be elected three times. Um, don't know how he got away without. Which, which is kind of cool. It wasn't a rule. I think that he made it a rule. Oh. Which is also kind of cool. Uh, the other thing, uh, yeah, World War II, also a big one. Uh, the other thing, uh, the uh, interstate highway system was not a thing. He was like, we're going to do it. We're going to spend a lot of money. We're not going to fix these bridges in 80 years, but it'll be good. Um, Eisenhower so, was big on that, actually. I think it was, that was Eisenhower, who was a general during World War II. Yeah, you might be right. So I understand the cross yeah. of the wires, but it's around the same time. So I'll yeah, yeah. Give to both of them. They were friends. Um, they knew each other. The, and man, man, boy, was that man in a wheelchair. He was, in fact. In Holy though. Um, what's crazy? There's not many pictures of him in the wheelchair. The no. only ones that have really survived too too many, like one, especially ones with like without pants on, were like family photos that were recovered like relatively recently. Um 
that this man would not be president if it was today. Nope. He would not have gotten away with wheelchair. Nope. But, but he did back then. Well, he wasn't. The reason there wasn't photographs, he didn't want to be seen as a weak leader. So he would not allow himself exactly. to be photographed. He had like a back brace and stuff to keep him upright. Oh, yeah. Um, Cam, number four. Four, I'm going with Ronald Reagan. Um, one oh, of yeah. the more and, renowned guys out there. Um, Trickle down economics. He was, yeah, he's probably the best economic president that we've had. And he also won the vote by pretty much everyone ever. I think Massachusetts went was, red that year. It was everyone, everyone except New York, Minnesota, I think. No, it was, it was New York the second term. Yeah, I don't know, but everyone loved him. Actor, uh, obviously, I wasn't around, but if everyone loved him, then I'm sure I would have loved him too. And plus, just economy-wise, everything—that's kind of what I know about him—is he implemented. Uh, like you said, trickle down. I'm still not quite sure what what that means. I imagine it has something to do with capitalism. Um, but he's going to be number four just because I don't know a ton. But what I do know is that he was a very light guy. He was an actor too. Um, I feel like he's caught a, lo- a little more flack recently. People have kind of looked on him not as nicely. But I don't know as much about him either, Cam. And um, you know, the '80s. Seemed like a decent time. I don't know enough to say. But yeah, uh, definitely one of the more like presidents. Uh, my number three is probably going to surprise you guys. It is JFK. Um, I have to put JFK at three because Cam, you're right. He never got to serve. And he has definitely looked on better because of what happened and the promise of tomorrow. But man, was he just cool. He's just a young president, good looking, beautiful family, kids in the White House. Um and it's what we need today, honestly. We need younger people running for president. We got to get rid of these old dudes. They all suck. Um, but he, I mean, and Cam, you say, you know, he wasn't there for too long, but he did accomplish a lot. Um, Cuban Missile Crisis was wild. When you look that up, how close they came. I mean, he had generals in his ear saying invade Cuba, which would have been guaranteed nuclear war. And he held off and didn't do it. Um, Peace Corps, he developed the Peace Corps, which it does great work. Um, he was a war hero. Not a lot of people know that. Um, dragged a guy like seven miles with his teeth by his life vest, swam seven miles with him. Um, I don't know. I just think he is the coolest president ever. Good looking womanizer, uh, banging celebrities in the white house. Yeah. Not a great family move, but pretty baller. Um, and just taking care of business, had his brother right alongside him. That was pretty cool. I mean, just the Kennedy legacy, I think is awesome. And a Boston guy. Can't forget about that. So uh, Kennedy's going to be my number three. He's my personal favorite president, but I did not put him at the top of best presidents ever because I I can't do that. But he certainly, and I think that if he would have lived, Vietnam might have been different, but you never know. Uh, Tucker, number three. Um, I'm going to go with Reagan at three. Why not? Um, you know, as an economics major, Reaganomics is something I study, and it's interesting. I'm not sure if I fully believe in it. It's kind of bullshit, but it was a cool concept, and it definitely did have a positive impact in a way on our economy um, overall. Like the, I'm not going to get into it, but um, definitely one of the most interesting to like research in terms of like from that, and then how well liked he was, basically. I mean, winning however many states he won is kind of crazy. Like, in, I mean, in America, that's nuts. 
Another big war on drugs uh, guy. But yeah, so Reagan at number three. Um, I was wild to think that he was the oldest president before Trump and Biden. Like he was the oldest one, and I always thought he was ancient. Turns out maybe not that old. Um, Dylan, number three. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with, uh, boy, this is tough. Yeah, um, I think I'll go with Reagan as well. Um, shout out to my honorable mention, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, big uh, conservationist. Oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah, like him. Uh, Reagan, though, like everything you guys said, um, you know, the 80s were a time of uh, inflation was really high. American spirit was low. And he, he ran in his first term, I think it was 1980, 81, when he got, like, put in office. Was, yeah, he just was trying to rejuvenate American, like, uh, prowess and, like, you know, bring the roar back of, like, like just Americans being happy and you know get the economy back rolling and you know he he ran on that he did that and then he got elected again by forty nine out of fifty states so I mean he he basically did you know exceptionally well as a president um so you can't really do much better than that especially when you have almost everybody uh liking you um seventies were not. <laughs> 70s were not a good time. Um, so it definitely took a lot to turn it around. Uh, Cam, number three. Number three, I got FDR. Glad to see he's on everyone's list. Pretty close to three, four, five, whatever. Um, my biggest thing with him is he was very America first. And Trey, I know you said he gets some, some flack because there were other stuff going, going on. But I think in that situation, he did the right thing. I, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, I mean, he's the president of the United States, right? And foreign policy is one thing, but when you're going through the Great Depression, I think the biggest thing is to help the people out that voted you in and trust you. And that's what he did. Um, he got people back to work. And, I mean, that's really the biggest thing, you know, where we like you said, you know, a strong leader, and he had the uh, the chutzpah to kind of just account for everybody, whether they were rich people that were were doing okay even during the depression, or it was poor people who were living on the streets and had nothing. Uh, he created opportunities for everybody. And not, you're not going to please everybody, but um, I don't think there was a way to kind of do it halfway, if that makes sense you know, focus on two things at a time. That was the biggest thing going on. He went for it all in and it, it worked. Um, Cam, to your point, um, America, Americans didn't want to go into the war until after Pearl Harbor. So he was just doing what his country wanted him to, which I think is lost a lot on the president. So definitely, I, I don't, I don't view that as a major distractor that he didn't jump right in. Um, all right. My number two, this, I struggled with this. Um, I'm going to go Lincoln number two. Um, yeah, I'll tell you why he's my number two when I get to my number one, but I'm going Lincoln two. Obviously, I said that FDR was the president during the most trying time in our country's history. That's wrong. Uh, it was Lincoln. 
um, reunified the country, um, stayed strong after, you know, half the country split up. I mean, had to lead through the most unimaginable thing that's ever happened here uh, in terms of people rising up against the government. And, you know, the at the end of the day, he signed the Emancipation Proclamation, not as a chance to free the slaves, but as to weaken the Confederacy. It worked. And then he went the extra distance and did get the 13th Amendment passed and pushed that uh, very hard in Congress. So he definitely was an abolitionist and um, just the greatest leader we've ever had. I mean, the fact that he was able to bring this country back together, even though he died right after he did it, um, was pretty, pretty amazing. And just how smart he was. Every quote we read from him is insane, like how farsighted he was. And he really knew what he was doing. And it's a shame that he was killed before he could finish out his second term. But um, he did what he had to do. He kept the country together. He got rid of slavery. Um, and at the end of the day, that's the, probably the most significant administration that's ever been in terms of you know what he had to deal with at the time. So Lincoln's my number two. Very close number one. It was very close, but I, I had to put somebody else there. Um, Lincoln's my two. Duggar? Lincoln is also my two. Uh, based on the fact that, you know, like, freeing the slaves is kind of a cool thing to do. Pretty uh, baller. Plus, he had cool hats. So. Also tall. Lincoln number Tall. You're echoing a lot. Yeah, I don't know why. Because oh, you're, you're in a big room. I don't know. Um, Dylan, number two. I'm also going Mr. Abraham Lincoln. Wow, I'm surprised. Uh, basically, for everything you guys said, um, I did a deep dive in high school on his inaugural speeches. Um, Did we lose Dylan? No. No, I still have. Oh, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't get anything. So the, the, there's people that deep dive into those. Uh, you want me to restart that? I'm going Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, I got and Abraham Lincoln. I got everything until deep dive. So they deep. A lot of people like to deep dive into inaugural speeches, and, and that's what I did in high school for a project. Because I did both of them. Um, two completely different speeches, but that's besides one. Um, but like Trey said, very, um, very intelligent guy, um, kind of a weirdo, um, if you look up some of his, like, antics, bit of a weirdo, but, um, Ugly, son of a gun. Uh, kind of looks like you. Um, <laughs> so, but, yeah, pre the slaves, obviously, that's a good check mark to have on the resume, um, even given a situation, like Trey said, wasn't really intended initially just for, like, the sake of the people, but then kind of turned it around later. Um, but, yeah, the biggest thing, obviously, leading through the, the Civil War, bringing people back together somewhat, at least in um, enough faction to hold states together under one flag to a point. So, yeah, you can't really do much better than that. Cameron, too. I also have wow. Mr. Lincoln. Um, I think we're all going to have the same number one, I would imagine. Glad um, to hear it. You guys yeah. know your history. 
everything uh, everything you guys said, and then uh, you touched on the the speeches. I think one. I mean, the Gettysburg Address is still like we had to memorize it. It was that um, that started our show by testing our mic, saying that speech. Yeah, exactly. Um, Does anybody know what that was for? Eighty-seven years. Good job. Um, Emancipation Proclamation. Uh, Yeah, obviously wasn't put into a good situation, and he kind of stuck his neck out there quite literally. Um, Well, that's what I was I was kind of getting at. (laughs) He he literally risked his life, and I think I, I would imagine knew that that was going to be a possibility. Um, he had a lot of people that hated him on the wrong side, but he still went after it, and that's what it's all about. Um, he was he was another America First guy. He said, this is how it should be. Stood up for what he believed in, and it worked. And unfortunately, he was shot. Um, and also another guy that he, he served pretty much four years, but... Well, he went, uh, he went, he got his first term. He served, I think, in the second year of his second term, he got killed, maybe third. So he almost did. Yeah, eight. he was like four and a half years, something like that. Um, so, yeah, uh, everything you guys said, he kind of touched on it. I mean, just not but, taking taking points off for Kennedy and not him because he got killed. It's kind of when you, not when fair. You didn't free, Kennedy didn't free the slaves. <laughs> when you said sticking his neck out, I thought you were like alluding to his hunch. And so his long ass neck, which is also true. Um, all right, number one. I hope this is y'all's number one. It's Washington. Um, I always thought Washington was more of a symbolic guy when I was younger, learning about him. I thought the reason we learned so much about him was because he was the first president, and like, oh, he's on the one dollar bill, and he was the general during the revolution, blah blah blah. And as I got older and started learning more about the man, um, I realized he was the best president we ever had because he made it into what it is. Uh, people wanted him to be king. People wanted him to be ruler for life. He knew not to do that. Um, he knew that they needed to change the system. I mean, when you're put in that position of power, you can do whatever you want. And he made every right decision in terms of his his leaving. Um, his administration, I don't know too much about in terms of what he got done as president per se. I think just the overall establishing of the country was the number one agenda. And obviously they did all that, um, while he was in office. But the fact that he said, no, eight years is enough. And now we need to get someone else. And then two other things he warned against entangling alliances, which to this day lasts is important to think about. Warned against, you know, being in too many alliances. It's exactly what caused World War One, And he called that, you know, 150 years before it happened. The second big thing was he warned against political parties. And I think you look at our political system now and he was 100% right. Political parties have ripped the system apart. It's the biggest problem we have today in terms of why our government doesn't get stuff done as much as we'd like. Um, and it's political parties. So he's made he made the presidency what it is he established you know the free election he willingly stepped down he didn't even want the job but he took it cuz he knew he could do it and then throw on top of that the fact he whooped the british ass um and you know stepped up and led um and he was there for everything he was there for the constitution you know declaration of independence he was there for it all and he was a big part of it so uh he's got to be number 1 he is the best president we've ever had uh tucker my number 1 is george w and by George W., I mean George Washington, of course. 
Um, I think Trey touched on a lot. Um, but on top of that, general. Love generals as presidents, especially winning generals. George Washington beat the British. Came down basically like a 3-1 one when he shouldn't have won. On top of that, again, the party system, the fact that he was so anti-party, he was for, for term limits, which is one of the biggest things I think affecting the country right now, I think is the party system and then number two term limits. Everyone should have a term limit. It's And I mean, the fact that he called that right from the get-go and everyone's like, oh, well, this isn't what the founding fathers wanted, but the founding fathers, founding father also didn't want people being in office for 50 years, but that one, they just seem to look over. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Um, no Eisenhower on your list, though, Tucker. He was a general. World War II. Oopsie. He designed D-Day. Um, honorable mention from you. Uh, Dylan, honorable mention. Every general. Um, first off, another honorable mention. Uh, Trey knows this one well. That's uh, George Washington Lincoln. Great man. Uh, great man, but what? Uh, number one. It's a, it's a deep cut inside joke. If you if you don't know, you don't know. Um so number one, yes, obviously George Washington. Um grew up looking at this man flipping quarters all day long, you know, chumming for him on the streets. Uh was very excited to see him. Um but what the hell did you do growing yeah. up? <laughs> Realistically. George has helped us uh, decide some points on this podcast. So shout out George. True. Um, but yeah, obviously everything that you guys said. Um, also, um, you know, uh, I don't know. He just, he's the quintessential American president. You know, you got, because that's like what Trey said, but you learn about in school. Um, uh, he, the one thing I remember was he signed into official rule, I guess, that Thanksgiving was a holiday, which is kind of cool. Big Thanksgiving That's guy, like, lots of turkey. That was Lincoln, actually. Um, no, that was Washington. All right, let's go. Um, French, French and Indian War. And then, uh, there was some other goofy one that I don't know. President remember, Abraham Lincoln, 1863. You're wrong. Okay. Um, so, what am I trying to say? Uh, I forget, but you can't go. I'll think of it. Cam number one. Yeah, Trey, I know you said no 21st, but gotta put Donald J. Trump at number one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, George W. Washington. Um, you guys pretty much touched it all. First guy, talked about America first. Literally, America first president. Can't get much better than that. You guys touched on it all. Good guy. Crazy hair. Wig, maybe. What do you look like without it? Wooden teeth. Know. I think that's false. Wooden teeth? I think wooden teeth's true. The cherry tree story's false. But it's a good good propaganda. See, bo- see boys, that wasn't that bad. It's a nice conversation. We all learned a little, you know? So not too bad for a list, guys, I think. Uh, all right. Dylan, select your movie. We didn't do one last week. Um... So you can pick this week. Oh, uh, real quick. I remember what I was going to say. Um, uh, he died. Uh, Washington died. He had a cold. And his doctors 
thought that cutting his throat open yeah. would yeah. Uh, cure him. Bloodletting. So, yeah, that was a good idea. Yeah. A bunch of morons. Also, throw um, Washington vinegar and butter down, so that might help. Yeah. I don't know. Dumbos. Washington declared uh, November 26th, or third Thursday of last Thursday, whatever, as a day of thanks, but the actual national holiday was Lincoln. So I was right, essentially, is what you're talking about. Uh, it sounds like Washington made up the same holiday as Lincoln and got points for it. Yeah. Kind of a scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Movie done? A movie for me. I'm searching right now. Um, Happy Gilmore. Oh, boy. Let's do this. Um, oh, this is a good one. This is one Trey was thinking about the other day uh, that Cam said he's never seen, doesn't want to watch, but kind of maybe ties in with presidents. Uh, Full Metal Jacket. That's the movie. Let's go. Love that movie. Cam, you'll like it. Um, I'm, I'm surprised movie you movie haven't seen it because I'm pretty sure people call people on football team private pile all the time. Like I'm pretty sure I heard Coach T say that to somebody at least once. Maybe Bona. He kind of fit into it. Shout out Bona. Um, all right. That's our episode uh, 133. Um, keep voting for me on our polls. I'm, I want to win by 20. Um, at least against Tucker. Um, all right. Uh, that's it. Thanks for getting Mesa with us, and we will see you next week. So long.